Uh, if you're like most of us living in this season, uh, times are hard. Uh, it feels like that uh, chaos and heartache um, are, are abounding every direction you turn, not just with your family, but with other people's family. Uh, it, it feels like more people than ever, or maybe we're just aware more than ever because of social media and other ways, uh, people are discouraged. But most concerning are many people are losing faith that anything can change in their life or the lives of those around them. Uh, so today, God has led me to look at a brief passage of Scripture that can give us all a much-needed faith lift. Uh, today's message is entitled, Don't Stop Believing. I want you to hear this today before we get into this message. Uh, no matter where life finds you, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you see or you feel, don't stop believing that God can change your situation. I want us to look in the Gospel of Mark, Mark chapter 9. Uh, where we read about a man who is very concerned and extremely overwhelmed. This man's concerned because his son is, is in great demonic uh, depression and oppression. Uh, this man is the father of a son who he's watched deal with ongoing torment and distress morning, day, and night. Let me set this up with saying this. This dad is losing all hope. That anything can change. He feels like he's already tried everything and, and sought everything that he could. This dad is in great need of Jesus to step in to his situation. We pick up reading this story after some of Jesus' disciples, they attempted to heal this man. And yet that attempt failed. So now Jesus himself, he arrives on the scene when things feel hopeless. When Jesus arrived, Scripture implies that, that there was a debate going on. Many were wondering why Jesus' disciples couldn't heal this man's son. So let's look together at what happened and, and, and when Jesus arrived and how God wants to encourage us through this particular miracle story. Look at Mark chapter 9, verses 17 through 29. Mark 9, 17 through 29. It says, One of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, Teacher, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. And whenever the spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and, and he grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't do it. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long? Must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring that boy to me. Verse 20 says, so they brought the boy to him. But when the evil spirits saw Jesus, I want you to hear this. When the evil spirits saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion. And he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, since he was a little boy. The Spirit often throws him into the, into the fire or into water, trying to kill him. Have mercy on us and help us if you can. What do you mean, if I can, Jesus asked. Anything is possible if a person believes. Verse 24 says, The Father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. I know many of you can identify with that. You say, I, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. 
Verse 25 says, when Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers were growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to, to hear and speak, he said, I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. It says afterwards when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, this kind can only be cast out only by prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I personally have dealt with and even are dealing with things that have overwhelmed me and have discouraged me at times. And God has used this particular passage of Scripture, especially some of the particular Scriptures in it, to give me a faith lift, to, to take my eyes off of my feelings of a hopeless situation and to have faith in Him for my situation. I want to share with you some things that God's led me to, to, to see that, that you need to see as well in this passage. First of all, you need to know that we all deal with things we can't change. We all deal with things we can't change. Listen, we all deal with valleys we can't avoid, mountains we can't move, and situations we can't change. Now listen, any parent knows it is very difficult. It's extremely difficult to watch a child suffer, particularly your child. To see them dealing with something major that you can't fix and, and you can't change for them. You know, we all know as parents we'd like to do anything we could for our children. But sometimes we can't do anything to change the situation, the circumstance, or the heartache. Listen, here's a child possessed by an evil spirit. And this child has been brought by this father to Jesus. Because the father couldn't do anything to change things. This child has already been brought to the disciples for healing, but the disciples tried to heal this boy, but they were not able to cast out this evil spirit. It didn't matter how much they knew of God's truth, of God's word. They could not do anything for this child. Listen, this boy's parents, they had tried everything that they knew to do to help their son. This boy's dad was, was very discouraged, I imagine, at this point. He's, he's very desperate. So finally, this man turns to Jesus himself for just the hope of a glimmer of hope. Look at Mark 19, or Mark 17 through 18. Look at Mark 9, 7 through 18. It says, one of the men in the crowd spoke up and said, teacher, referring to Jesus, he said, I brought my son so you could heal him. He is possessed by an evil spirit that won't let him talk. You know, think about it. Sometimes we joke about someone being possessed by a demon. Listen, this child was possessed Verse 18 says, and whenever this spirit seizes him, it throws him violently to the ground. Then he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast out the evil spirit, but they couldn't. Listen, any time we've been dealing with something God-sized, a situation, a circumstance, or a condition, and, and we've, we're not able to change it, it is natural, it is human to feel defeated and outmatched. 
It is perfectly normal. Listen, when I see things that, that I feel like, um, you know, I've tried and I've tried and I've tried to fix, but I, I reach the end of myself and, and yet I'm still looking and staring at the situation that, that maybe I feel like I've been looking at for a long, long time, uh, it, it, it's disheartening. But number two, you need to know, humanly speaking, we don't believe things can change. A lot of times in these moments, humanly speaking, we don't believe things can change. I bet you, just like me, have things that, if you're really honest, you would like to think they could change, but you no longer believe they can change because you've tried so hard or you've never seen God change that in your life or someone's life that you know of. Listen, maybe your lack of faith has discouraged you, and if it's hung around long enough, it begins to depress you. And it overwhelms you. Why? Because without faith, you need to hear this, without faith, it is simply impossible to face much in life. Listen, you have to have faith to see beyond where you are to where only God can take you. That's why faith is so important. Listen, Jesus implies in this passage that it is the lack of faith that is resulting in the lack of this boy's healing in this particular instance. Look at Mark 9:19. Jesus said to them, you faithless people, how long must I be with you? How long must I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. Listen, Jesus here is saying, what more do I have to show you to make you believe in me? Haven't you seen enough miracles? Haven't you heard I've done this? Haven't you heard I've done that? All you've got to do is believe in me for this. Have faith in me, he says. Listen, now when all hell breaks loose in your life, Oftentimes, that leads to you feeling like all hope has left the building. When we tried all we know to do, we begin to stop believing that things can change, even if we believe there is a God, but yet maybe we don't believe that he cares, or maybe we don't believe he's going to hear our prayers or intervene to our situation. But thirdly, you need to know this. Jesus invites us to come to him. It doesn't matter how small or how big the situation. Jesus invites us to come to him. Jesus asked that the boy that was demon-possessed be brought to him. Mark 9, 20 says, So they brought the boy, but when the evil spirit saw Jesus, it threw the child into a violent convulsion, and he fell to the ground, writhing and foaming at the mouth. Listen to this. Jesus asked that the boy be brought to him. But just getting the boy near Jesus, listen, it caused the evil spirit to go crazy. Listen, anytime you try to get closer to Jesus and give Jesus something that has a, had a hold on you, that is has in, a, in a very demonic way, has had a hold on you for so long, that could be an addiction, that could be a mindset, that could be a way of life. Listen, the devil will do all he can to keep you from truly turning things over to Jesus. That's why a person, they truly surrender their life at the altar and yet they get up to feel like they're facing greater adversity than before. That's because before you were just cruising and the devil was using you as a puppet. But now that you're serious about your faith and you're leaning into Christ and you're turning to him, the devil's like, listen, we'll see if you really mean that decision. Because he wants to knock out of you. Listen, Satan's greatest um, goal is to make you believe or lead you to believe that there's no God. And if there's no God, then there's no hope. Listen, this is why you've got to be determined sometimes 
to, to run to Jesus and to just keep believing in Jesus for your breakthrough, for your miracle. But number four, the longer the battle, the more our faith fades. The longer the battle, the more our faith fades. Listen, anyone that has battled something big for quite a while, you know that after a while it just wears you down and it, it, it takes the air out of you. And oftentimes while your faith might be growing in some ways, uh, your faith in, in, in change and, and, and hope in certain situations could be um, leaving you. Listen, the longer something hasn't changed, the more we start to believe it can't change. It could be your marriage. We may continue to say that, that we're walking by faith, but really we're barely hanging on to any faith at all. This is where Satan takes us from thriving to simply surviving. Because again, when you don't have much faith, when you don't have a big faith, you've got bigger problems. Your faith has to be greater than your circumstance. Your, your faith has to be greater than the demon. Listen, we feel defeated because our faith has faded over time. This boy had been battling this demon a long time. His father was losing hope that anything could change because he had watched this so many times and so long. Mark 9, 21 through 22 says, How long has this been happening? Jesus asked the boy's father. He replied, Since he was a little boy. The spirit often throws him into the fire, trying to kill him. Think about what was kind of said there, that, that trying to kill him. Uh, the Bible says that, that Jesus has come so that we might have life, life to his fullest. But it says uh, Satan, the thief, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Listen, we don't know exactly how old this boy was at this time. But obviously he had grown up quite a bit because the dad tells Jesus that his son had been battling this condition since he was a little boy. Maybe he was a teenager. Maybe he was older. I don't believe there is a greater battle than, than a, a parent watching their child suffer. These little ones, you want to you protect them. You want to you fix things for them. Listen, every parent can relate to wanting to fix things for their child, just like this father wanted to heal things for his child. He just wanted his son to be healthy and happy. This father was desperate for his son to have a breakthrough. After all of this time and all of this suffering, he had seen all he could take. His faith was fading, but he was turning to Jesus. But number five, often we beg God for mercy, but we really don't believe. Often we beg God for mercy, but we really don't believe. We say a prayer because we need help or maybe it's um, we're like, hey, well, I'll just try that. But our, our, our faith isn't connected to the prayer. If you've ever prayed, it's kind of like when you say the blessing. Sometimes you say the blessing just because it's a tradition, not because you're genuinely thanking God for the food. You're like, listen, let's, let's say this prayer so we can get that behind us, so we can eat. Sometimes we do that with other prayers. We're like, hey, um, I just prayed just so I could say I prayed about it. Now back to putting it in my hands. Listen, this, this father, he didn't just pray about it. He was crying out for mercy. I really think, that we have to make sure that we align our faith to be focused on our God, not focused on our words, but focused on our God, focused on His, his all-knowingness, His all-powerfulness, his, his love for us, the fact that He's there for us. Listen, this father, still skeptical of anyone being able to heal his son, he begged God for mercy. Mark 9, 22 says, Have mercy on us. 
and help us. Listen to what he says, if you can. That is implying that I want to believe, but I'm struggling to believe. Listen, the words here, if you can, implies that this father wanted help, but he really didn't believe anymore that things maybe could change. Listen, when it comes to Jesus, there's never a question of whether or not he can. There's only the question of will he, and when will he, and how will he. You know, sometimes our miracles and our healing and, 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 and the way God works things out, it just doesn't look the way we envisioned it, but it doesn't mean God didn't work and, and, and work a miracle in the situation. There's so many different ways that God works, and he doesn't work on our timetable. He works on, on his timetable. He doesn't work um, to reflect glory on us, but to do things in such a way that it reflects glory on him. I, I think it's pretty huge that when we were reading the passage earlier, it points out that he, he waited on the onlookers around to be looking and focused on the situation before he brought the healing. Because it was for his glory, not just for torment's sake. Number six, Jesus says, anything is possible for those who believe. Jesus wants you to know anything is possible for those who believe. There is not a relationship on the planet that God cannot heal. There is not a disease known to man that God cannot heal. There is not an addiction or a hang-up that God cannot heal. There is not a situation on earth that God cannot intervene, change things, and bring healing and hope. There's nothing that you faced or are facing or will face where God can't bring hope to the situation and light in the darkness. For the believer, there should never be the question of whether God can. That, that should never be a question. Yes, God can. The question is, will God work in a way that you won't? No, he operates in the way that he wants. But his, his plans for us, the Bible says, are not plans to harm us, but to give us hope and a future. Listen, we should always have faith in God's ability for breakthrough and his desire and willingness for breakthrough. He wants to deliver us. He wants to set you free. He wants to, to give you peace. Mark 9, 23 says, what do you mean if I can? Jesus asked, anything is possible if a person believes. Now, I really believe our, 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 we know that our faith is trending in an increased fashion when we aren't just having prayer about something one time, but we continue to pray about the matter all the time at least daily. We keep putting it in God's hands because we believe that God is at work and that God will work things out. When it comes to whatever you're facing, impossible is not even in God's vocabulary. Impossible is not even in God's vocabulary. You can't, I can't, but he always can. But last but not least, I want you to hear this. Choosing to believe in Jesus breathes healing and hope into any situation. Choosing to believe in Jesus, it breathes healing and hope into any situation. Even that one that you're going, but you don't understand, but you gotta, you gotta see this is what the doctor said or, or this is what we've always seen. It does not matter. Listen, faith is not the absence of some doubt. You can have questions and still have faith. You can have question marks and still have faith. 
with an exclamation mark behind it. Faith is believing God beyond the doubts, beyond the feelings, beyond the man limitations. Listen, this father chose to believe and his son was healed. Look at Mark 9, 24 through 27. It says the father instantly cried out, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Again, as we've talked about in some previous weeks, it was a setup. It was a setup. It says, when Jesus saw that the crowd of onlookers was growing, he rebuked the evil spirit. Listen, you spirit that makes this boy unable to hear and speak, he said. I command you to come out of this child and never enter him again. Then the spirit screamed and threw the boy into another violent convulsion and left him. The boy appeared to be dead. A murmur ran through the crowd as people said, he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and helped him to his feet and he stood up. Listen, healing comes in many different forms, but it always comes in God's way and in God's timing. Healing comes into our hearts, for instance, uh, with peace. We can have peace in Christ, even when we have chaos around us. That peace that God gives us, that's a miracle in and of itself. You could have gone through horrific stuff. You could be going through nonstop adversity, and yet God brings the healing of peace. Healing comes in seeing God at work, even while certain things haven't changed or don't look the way that you would like. Listen, all of us would like this season that's going on in this world right now to bypass us, but can't you see how God is also working things for the good? Can't you see how he's using the pain to get many of us closer to him? We see God using the pain, the suffering, the struggle to get us and even those around us more in tune to him. So listen, that is, that is God at work. That is seeing hope in the situation. But healing also still comes in miraculous form. Don't give up on your miracle. Listen, if, you, if, you, if, you, if God hasn't said, hey, let this go or let that go, keep believing God and keep believing in God. Listen, God can still deliver the most demon-possessed person God can still overcome the greatest of cancer and heart disease. God can still touch that child that, that you've done everything you could to fix things uh, for them, but you can't, but God can. Healing comes in many forms, but we often find in Scripture that healing, when it came to Jesus, was always associated with faith. Always associated with faith. Faith to believe that God can. Faith to, to believe that God will intervene on our behalf. Now, here's something we all must remember. Never forget, many things only change through believing prayer. Never forget, many things only change through believing prayer. Jesus makes it very clear that some things can only come out, can only work out through believer's prayer. You say, what is a, a believer's prayer? It is prayer coming from the heart of a believer in Jesus Christ because only believers in Jesus Christ have this privilege to come confidently by grace through faith to God. We're able to come through Christ as spiritually reborn children of God. We can come to God with anything and everything. And we can pray believing that God is going to hear our prayers and he is going to act on our behalf but also in accordance to his will time and time again in our lives we run into things that we can't change and we can't fix 
We've done everything we can or that we know to do. And yet we're left a lot of times saying, well, all I can do now is pray. I want us to try, and I mean me included, let us try to change our thinking to not looking at prayer as our last resort, but often our first response. You know that faith is leading the way when you're praying about it before you go about it. You need to pray about it before you go about it. Listen, listen to what Jesus said to his disciples of why they weren't able to be effective in casting out this evil spirit by simple words or deeds. Mark 9, 28 through 29, it says, Afterwards, when Jesus was alone in the house with his disciples, they asked him, Why couldn't we cast out that evil spirit? Jesus replied, This kind can be cast out only by prayer. Some marriage right now, you need to understand, your marriage can only be fixed through prayer. Maybe you, maybe you are doing everything you can. Listen, that, that situation that you've exhausted yourself to try to, to try to fix or repair with that relationship, you have to pray about it. You have to pray about it. That, that health diagnosis that you've gotten uh, that has made you feel like all of your life is ruined now, you've got to pray about it. Maybe the doctors can't do anything more than they're doing. Maybe you can't do anything more than you're doing. You've got to believe God for your miracle. I want you to hear me. Listen, I have seen a lot of miracles. I have seen people rescued from um, situations that, that they should have died from. I have seen people that were told, hey, you're going to die in the next uh, couple days, and yet they are living and thriving today. I've seen people who had cancer go completely into remission when all hope seemed to be gone and doctors can't explain it. I've seen God in my own life with, with things that if I'm honest, I gave up on God about, but I didn't give up trying to believe God for it. So I kept giving it to him and I said, God, you know, all I got is faith. All I've got is faith. I, I, I'm putting it at your feet. And I just kept doing that and I kept doing that and I saw the breakthrough because of it. I want to encourage you today, don't stop believing in a God who can work and is at work and will do immeasurably more than you could ever dream or imagine in your situation. Listen, what is impossible for man is always possible for God. Ask the Lord, help me to believe in you even in the midst of my unbelief in me or my situation. Would you bow your heads with me right now? Dear Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I just thank you so much, Lord, for your word that, that, that speaks straight into our situations, our circumstances. God, your word is timeless. Lord, your word is always relevant. And Lord, your word is always the real truth, even in the midst of the lack of truth and uncertainty and, and confidence in and of ourselves. God, Lord, you tell us, Lord, that, 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 that we just need to believe in you. God, I pray that each and every person listening right now, whatever their situation, their circumstance, their relationship, their, their, their fear, that they would place their faith in you for that breakthrough, for that situation, for that miracle. God, I thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that you will do. We give you all things right now, heavy on our minds, on our hearts, and in our world. In Jesus' name, amen.